talk about volleyball. We will, as always, mention our most valuable teammate. But this is a special edition of Preps Today with John Millay. We are again at the Pizza Barn, and this time we are here for our 200th episode. Uh, you have spent way too much of your life with me, John. Thank you. Uh, congratulations for surviving that. We're here with uh, Jody Stay, the owner of the Pizza Barn, who's been such a great not just sponsor, but ally, friend, uh, part of the family. You know, dining companion, part of the family. Uh, so we, so we're up here in Princeton. We're gonna have a fun show. We're gonna hit some issues. Uh, we're gonna talk to Jody Stay about you know prep sports, her kids, uh, her influence on this community, uh, and of course we will be asking John about the big volleyball vote. But but first of all, thank you, Jody. Uh, great that great Jody. to be here again. Glad to have you we, back up here. We just had your pizza. It was great as always. And uh, and thanks to Brianne Burdett, who's up here running the show today. John, let's uh, let's do volleyball first, and then we'll talk to Jody about some other things. Volleyball is our main series today. It Top is yes. Boys volleyball. We're we're at, right now as we're speaking here. We're a day past uh, a big decision uh, on the high school level made Tuesday. Uh, it's an involved process to make big changes with the high school league. This is the big step in any process like this. Representative Assembly, 48 members representing schools from around the state. They met Tuesday morning, and the big thing was, are we going to have boys volleyball as a sanctioned sport? Boys have been playing volleyball on the club level for, I think, five years. There's lots of teams, lots of kids. Uh, they've, they've hammered the stone. This is the third time the volleyball folks have come through, and... Uh, it, it, they came so close. They fell one vote short. Um, there's 48 members. You need two-thirds voting yes, which means 32. The vote was 31 in favor, 17 opposed, fell short by one. Um, and I'll tell you what, the people behind the boys' volleyball uh, growth in Minnesota, they did a great job in making their case, as they have all the way through. And But like I said, this was the third time they've tried this, uh, the second time before the rep assembly. Um, and I know how disappointed they are, and, and you could feel it in the room as we're all counting votes. It's a roll call vote, one by one. And uh, the way these things work, there are the three big, big steps. If you want to add a sport, anything with high school league bylaws, which is the Bible, it's an actual book. There's three steps. You've got to get the board of directors to approve. That's happened. That's happened twice. And then the, we split the state, the high school league splits the state into... 16 regions each region has a committee so at least you got to have a majority vote of those regions so nine of the 16 have to say yes to boys volleyball that's happened twice and then the third and final step you got to get two-thirds of the rep assembly members to vote yes and that's been the stumbling block a year ago in a zoom meeting they were two votes short this week in an in a in-person meeting in a hotel ballroom one vote short, um, and I, I don't know where they go from here. Um, lots of people on Twitter have asked me after the vote, after I tweeted out the results, to explain the no votes. Well, there's 17 people who voted no. They could all have a different reason. I, I don't know. I'm not going to try to speak for them. Um, but it's just it's, it's interesting how this works. A year ago, the proposal from the boys' volleyball community said we want it to be a spring sport, and they fell short by two votes. This year's proposal was adjusted. They didn't ask for a specific season. They just said, if it's approved, we'll work out the details. And I had a tweet ready to go that said, you know, boys volleyball has been approved. Here's the vote totals. A task force will study it, decide on a season, and 
it'll start at next year or the year after. Well, I, that, that tweet was, was never sent. Um, and the way the rep assembly works, there's half the members, 24 represent small schools, the other half, 24 from large schools. And these are all school people, coaches, athletic directors, principals, superintendents, some teachers. Uh, the roll call vote was taken. So, you know, we know it, it'll be the minutes will be on the high school league website. But some people, I guess, want their pound of flesh. They want to know who voted no. Uh, I don't know why that's important, but uh, as I was tallying the votes, and this is unofficial, I had it as the 24 small school members voted 14 yes and 10 no, and the 24 members from large schools voted 17 yes and 7 no. And it was really dramatic. I, I thought for sure this was going to pass easily. I, I thought, that, thought that the last time too. So we're, when a, we're in a big hotel ballroom with a really nice group of boys volleyball players and supporters. They had signs, they were well-behaved, they were really enthusiastic. And, and when I'm counting my votes like everybody else in the room, I mean, I was, it was jarring to me that they came that close because I know how hard they worked. And uh, it's interesting, before the vote, the, the 48 members, they break into six small groups, they go to small rooms, take 30 or 40 minutes discussing it, each group reports back. And they, a lot of what they said from the groups was positive. Yeah, this is a great opportunity for kids. This, this should happen. But some of the concerns were finances, which is always the thing with schools. Transportation, officials, gym space, if the weather's bad and outdoor teams have to come indoors. And some people didn't, you know, they didn't like the fact that the proposal didn't ask for a specific season, which they did last time and it didn't pass. And, and so... Um, and I, I think um, some small schools, I think that I'm not going to speak for anybody, but to me that my sense was people from small schools are, are thinking we're never going to have enough boys to play volleyball, but we don't want to stop the big schools. But somebody expressed concern that if it is approved, um, boys in small schools who might not have enough kids, boys in their school to have a team will push for a co-op team which is pretty common all over the state, but you could have six, seven, eight schools coming together to form one boys volleyball team. And then you, logistically with buses and transportation and scheduling, that was expressed. Um, and I think some of, these, some of these members of the assembly, I think, they're, I think they might have questions about how much of the push for boys volleyball is coming from people affiliated with non-high school volleyball, the junior Olympic volleyball world, the, the business of training volleyball players you know, outside the school setting. And I was concerned. I don't know that, I don't think this impacted the vote, but I, I, I questioned the optics. They had a rally before the vote, like at 7 a.m. that morning. All the boys volleyball supporters had a rally. TV cameras were there, but they didn't do it at a high school. They went to the Minnesota Select Volleyball Center in Osseo, which is a private business where you can pay them and your kids will be on volleyball teams. And I, optically, I don't think that was the best. And, I, you know, I've thought about this a lot after the vote. I, I think there's kind of a pandemic hangover in schools. Everybody's been through so much. How much is too much? And, and you know, bless these people who work in schools. They're everything they've gone through and all the kids and all the families. But... And every time something like this happens, the question is raised, how much can we do? How many activities can we do? Um, and, you know, some schools, 
may feel like they're at their maximum. We can't, we don't have the money, we don't have the time, we don't have the staff. You know, where's that line? It's probably a different line at every school, but, and then the uncertainty of school funding in Minnesota, you know, that's where we're at right now, that's part of it. And about, I think three or four weeks ago, one of the main proponents of boys volleyball called me on the phone. It's somebody I've known for a long time and we chatted about it. And, and the word there was, if it fails this time, they're not coming back to the high school. Really? Which is surprising. And I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I don't know where they go. Um, they, they did make the point as, as proponents spoke to the board, the club model, which they have now, they don't think it's sustainable because families are paying for everything. And they'd like the schools to, to take over that. So, um, but the passion of these people in, you know, involved in this is really impressive, especially among the boys who, who play the sport. And they had, I don't know, five or six boys who play volleyball speak to the assembly, and they were awesome. You could see how excited they were about, about their sport. And, and, and you know, just at the thought of it becoming a high school league sport, they did a great job. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bad thing. I mean, I, it would have been great. It would have been a positive in a lot of ways, but this is the way the system works. This is the process. And, uh, but, I, you know, I feel especially bad for these boys and, and younger kids who want to play volleyball. But the sport's not going away. The schools that have it will continue to play volleyball as a club sport. They have state tournaments. Uh, the numbers are going to continue to grow. Um, who knows what the future will hold? Will they not come back? Will they come back? I don't understand how they don't come back. Right, if that you know, close. This is the goal. Lord. And, uh, you know, maybe things are different in a year or two. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. But it was really a – I have a hard time describing it. I went into that thinking, okay, this is the day. These, all these kids in the back, they're going to be really happy. There's going to be a celebration. Great opportunities for more kids. And uh, it went the other way by one vote. I, I, I can't. I have trouble relating this to anything else I've seen. You know, I was there in the room when lacrosse was approved years ago. And one year ago, girls wrestling was approved easily. And, and I thought this was the time for boys volleyball. But like I said, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. It's up to them now. Interesting. And by the way, Jody, if you have any questions or anything you want to say, just chime in. You, you were a part of the show. Um, but while Jody's thinking about a, a question to drill you with, I will uh, – <laughs> I will. Uh, let you know that Preps Day with John Millay is part of TalkNorth.com. We recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. But you can always go to TalkNorth.com, find the show, find the archives of the shows, find all our other shows. We've just added Dave Lee from uh, WCCO fame to our network. We've added uh, Mike Grimm. We've added On the Bench, which is a cool hockey show. Uh, John Krasinski on the Wolves is great. Cheryl Reeves, always great. And we have lots of outdoor content and some variety shows. Again, everything's at talknorth.com. If you'd like to advertise with anybody across the network, reach out to our sales executive, Karen Cleary, K-C-L-E-A-R-Y, at talknorth.com. And we do appreciate everybody who's listened to the network and helped us grow. Also want to let you know we are brought to you by Propane. It's something that a lot of people are buzzing about, reducing carbon emissions. It's good for everyone. But how do we reduce emissions while also meeting our world's increasing energy needs? Using propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs today. Propane is a clean, non-toxic energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Grid electricity in Minnesota, including wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. 
Millions of Americans rely on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on road and off, and much more, making propane the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you and the environment by going to propane.com. Use propane. I dare you to use propane more than I do. I don't know if it's possible, but I, I recommend that. And also, uh, John, quickly tell us about the uh, show we have coming up, TCO. Yeah, Twin Cities Orthopedic. They've got a, a new uh, a new facility in Brooklyn Park. Uh, and on the May 21st, that's Saturday, we're closing in on that. Um, from 11 to 2, we're going to be there. That's the grand opening. Address is 560196 Avenue North in Brooklyn Park. Uh, up in the northern suburbs, it's going to be great. It's a family Friendly event, open to the public. There'll be a Vikings present there with uh, cheerleaders, the Skull Line. And we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Basketball this year, Braden Carrington from Park Center High School. He'll be there. He'll join us. We'll talk to him about an injury that, that TCO helped him overcome to finish the season for the state championship uh, Park Center basketball team. We'll, ta- we'll ask him about his future with the Gophers, Ben Johnson, the whole story there. There'll be uh, swag bags for the first 150 people. Chances to win Vikings memorabilia. You can tour the facility. Lots of games, lots of activities for all ages. And speaking of Jody Stay in the Pizza Barn, the Pizza Barn food truck will be there. We can't wait. We're going to eat some more of that great uh, Pizza Barn stuff like we did tonight. Our next topic <laughs> will be uh, honoring future teachers. But Jody, tell me, tell me about running this business and having it be so aligned with you know, local sports, local high school sports, local youth sports, because we know that you, you take the pizza truck out, but you, you feed local officials. You, you, you always see, every time we're here, we see coaches walking in and grabbing pizza between events. Uh, just tell me about how the business has evolved into that kind of a community asset. Well, that's a credit to my dad. He was passionate about high school sports. He was a high school athlete. And uh, I think it just translated when he became a business owner in Princeton in 83 when we, when we opened that... Um, He hired athletes. He attended athletic games. Of course, my brother and I were athletes in high school, and so he was at the school a lot. So he sponsored things a lot. Uh, People leaned on him a lot for donations and support, and it's just something that I carried over that he started. So, and I just took it to a different level and did different things and new things. You know, I, you know, the with sponsoring the Thank a Ref program. You know, I just thought when we were so short of officials well, what can we do to help with that, you know? And it's like, well, let's, you know, give them a shout-out when they're here. Let's feed them so they don't have to stop on the way home. They're here late. They usually have quite a drive home. They're coming from everywhere. So we started with that. And, um, you know, we sponsor a lot of teams. We sponsor the scoreboards at the schools. Um, Princeton Baseball um, just got a new scoreboard up at Solheim Field, and we are part of that sponsorship program. So it just keeps on evolving. They keep coming to us, and we keep nodding our heads and saying, yeah, we'll do it. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, the, what you've done with the thank a ref thing, feeding officials, people all over the state know about the pizza barn. And, and, that, and I've heard from people in other states, other high school associations. They want to know more about this thank a ref thing and this pizza place that feeds all the officials. that come. And I, I tell them what's going on. It's, it's, the, it's the simplest thing, but it's, it just, it's, it's overwhelming that, that that happens, and you you started that. Right. And, and <laughs> I've been accused of trying to, you know, grease the wheels of the officials <laughs> sure. for my own personal gain. But Not a bad try. You know, but it was kind of shocking to me that, <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just, I'm there, and, you know, I'm doing my best to just appreciate them the way they should be and go from there. We always need more officials. We talk about it all the time. Yes. And that's a great way to show them 
how much we appreciate him. And if Princeton gets one more call a night, what the heck? What the heck? I mean, come on. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, we're going to be checking in with Jody here in a little bit. And again, Jody, just feel free to, to chime in. Yeah, we if need you have to any talk questions. about the pizza of the month, too, because I just oh, had yes. it. Yes. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, John's still smiling. <laughs> yes, he is. Let's get to that. But, we, you know, this is another cool thing you do on the show, John, is honoring future teachers. Yeah, I, I kind of pushed this before the pandemic in 2018. I think I heard about a school in my native state of Iowa that started having a yearly signing ceremony for kids who are going to become teachers. Makes nothing but sense. We do this for athletes. A lot of schools do it for academic reasons, but kids who are going to become teachers. So it's back now. We're past the pandemic. So last week I was really honored. Down at Wilmer High School, I spoke at their future teaching signing ceremony in 2019. That's the last time they did it. So they asked if I'd come back. So one, one day last week I was there at a really cool ceremony before school. I think they had 14 kids in the senior class who are going to become teachers served everybody breakfast. The kids all stood up, talked about why they want to be a teacher. They, everybody had mom and dad there or mentors, and every, every one of them was invited to a, invite a teacher, which was really neat to hear them talk about their teachers. And the same day, uh, Maple Lake High School did the same thing. I've been there for their ceremony in the past, and next week I'll be speaking at another future teacher signing ceremony, this one at Burnsville High School. And the person, one of the people in charge of that uh, had just happens to be my daughter who teaches there. So she, she uh, asked me, she sent me a text, would you speak at our thing next week? And I, we, t we negotiated a price and, uh, and it's going to, can, I can confirm it, it will happen. <laughs> I'm guessing it was, it was about, I don't know, I can't give it an exact number. It was about three Diet Mountain Dews. <laughs> Something like that. That was the price. Something like that. Yes. Well, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a great thing. I, I, you know, my mom's a retired teacher. My daughter's clearly a, a teacher. And it's just, there's nothing more important than teachers. I think we all agree on that. And to see kids excited about it. And, and, you know, and the principal, Paul Schmitz at Wilmer, as he spoke to the group, he talked about, you know, one of his jobs is hiring teachers. So when you guys are done, you come back here. And if we can make it happen, we're going to, we love to have graduates of our school come back and teach. So it's pretty special. Out about it. Any notes you want to get to? Yeah, today? a few brief notes here. Uh, speaking of my daughter, who's the teacher, she uh, graduated with her second master's degree from Minnesota State Mankato on Saturday. Because of that commitment, I missed the state robotics tournament, which was Saturday at Williams Arena. It's one of my favorite events. I'll be back next year, barring further family graduations. I think we're done now. But uh, congrats to all the teams that competed. Uh, and the, the the way this works is. Alliances are formed, so three teams compete together. This year, the state championship alliance involved teams from Greenbush, Middle River, Becker, and Edina. And it's really cool to see kids from Greenbush and Middle River, Minnesota, teammates with kids from Edina, and then you've got Becker kids. It really says a lot about how cool robotics is. So that's always a great event. And now coming up this week on Friday, We'll be at Bolero in Brooklyn Park for the High School League Adapted Bowling State Tournament. That is just a gas. I love doing that. One day last week, I almost made it to Princeton. I stopped in Elk River. I went to a girls lacrosse game, and it was a chance to see the new facilities there at Elk River High School, brand new stadium. Their ice arena, which is a couple years old, is unbelievable. Uh, if you want to know more about that, go to John's Journal at mshsl.org. There's some photos. Uh, really, really neat, boy, you know, and I've talked about this before. I have a running list of turf fields at Minnesota high schools. We're way past 100, and the first one 
game like 20 years ago. It's just amazing how much that's uh, changed. Uh, quick congratulations to ESCO baseball coach Ben Haugen on his 250th career victory. And just this week, we had a state record set in track and field. Ava Cinemo of Rosemount, she went absolutely nuts in the girls' triple jump. This was at a true team section meet. Her distance was 41 feet 6 inches. The previous record was 41 2 and a quarter. In a, in a jumping event, that is busting that record yeah. when you go that far. The previous record was set in 2018 by Allison Weiss of Eastridge. So, and I, I will predict right now, as the weather warms up before the track season's over, we're going to have more state records set. And I've got my eyes on it. two or three kids who I think are, are ready to do that. So we'll have more in the future, hopefully. You made me flash on a scene. This is completely irrelevant and goofy, but I'll just mention it because it came into my head, and that's what I do is mention everything comes to my head on these podcasts. Uh, you tweet it too. I'm, yeah, a lot sure. of people do that. Sure, Every thought tweet you have, it too. Tweet sure. it. Uh, <laughs> I'm at. I'm having lunch with the mayor of Edina and Joe Grubner, my favorite golf instructor from Braemar, and and they look over and they start waving at this group of kids all wearing green T-shirts. It's like lunchtime or something, like that. and it was the Edina robotics team, and they had just come from winning some major award and we ended up talking to them and I've never felt dumber in my entire life. I mean, they were just, they were so much smarter than I could ever hope to be. It was like, they were just quick and funny and they were talking in a language I don't even understand. No, and they're, they're robotics kids are unbelievable. They have more fun. There's music. Yeah, and involved. they were having fun. I think lights what? are flashing. It's, it's like a Las Vegas show yeah. involving robots. It's great. And the, the kids from Edina and the robotics kids from Badger Greenbush, they know each other really well because in the summer they take like a week or a long weekend and they spend it together. You know, these I think I think generally the kids from Edina go up to Northwest Minnesota, they go visit farms and they learn to drive tractors and they just have a ball up there. And I'm, every year I, I want to go up there and spend some time and write about it. And here they are, you know, part of a state championship robotics team. I have one of those Edina robotics T-shirts. It was dropped if, dropped off on my desk in my office. I don't know three four years ago. And I, I can't pry it out of my wife's hands. She saw it, and she, she wears it regularly. So, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Joey, you have uh, a son who had uh, some high school success and is heading to North Dakota. Is that right? Correct. So what was it like for you to uh, you know, be feeding officials and running this place and raising kids all at the same time? <laughs> I had my hands full. I was doing a lot of running, and, of course, they had a long season, fortunately, because, yeah. you know, they – Played the section tournament and won it and earned a trip to state. And so I just got to extend my son's senior year a little bit longer with basketball. And now we hang up the basketball uniform and accolades from his seasons and times with Princeton. Um, and we head up to Grand Forks on July 5th. He leaves for school to start football practice up there. He just had a knee surgery two, three weeks ago. Uh, one of his doctors is sitting here listening today, too. <laughs> so um, he's doing well. He's recovered quickly. And, uh, you know, he's ready to head up to North Dakota and change from orange and black to green and black. So we got to say our goodbyes here to prep sports with him and turn the page. Well, he's a great young man. I've talked to him a number of times. I've seen him play football and basketball. And, and to see him, I, knowing he had a knee... And and continue to play basketball. Right, it's really impressive. Yeah, really impressive to see him. Couldn't be happier with how the team did down there. Oh, they so just, much fun. And he he played his heart out. I think he knew that this was it for basketball, and he just went to town. And they just did great. I think I texted you a picture. We have 
post-game interview sessions. And he's at the table with Coach and sure. some other kids. I think I texted you a picture yes, from one of those. And, and he was awesome. He's just so great. You, you know, I do this for a living, so I know when, when kids really get it. You know, and, and he just he's, he's one of those kids. He knows how important this is and how much the team means to him, and you can tell. So I just have a hard time saying fighting Hawks and not fighting Sue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I used to cover college hockey. Yeah, and I he, was up he's there too for young to know that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he'll be schooled on that when he gets <laughs> up there. But When does he go? July 5th. Oh, that's a short summer. He, it's a very short summer. He'll be hitting the grad party circuit in June. I probably won't see him very much. <laughs> he'll uh, bless us with a little time with him over the 4th of July, and then north we go, and it'll be an exciting journey to see where that takes him. There you go. We'll see. Open a pizza branch. Uh, satellite office in Grand Forks, and you're set. <laughs> yes, yes. We we have talked about bringing the food truck up for tailgating oh, and see how oh, that yeah. would work out. Oh, good lord! So that sounds you never like winter. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. How long a drive is it from here? It's about four and a half four, hours say, from Princeton. Yeah, I'll have to take worse. some weekends off to get my Saturdays off. I'd take for... a day off once in a while, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only person that tells me that. <laughs> I would imagine not. <laughs> Uh, you have, what else would you like to talk about Well, today, we've got John? a most valuable teammate, and that's all I've got on my list here, Jim. Okay. Fire uh, away. Let's go with the uh, this week's most valuable teammate, this great award uh, we do at the high school league. Leah Prohl is a junior from Maple River. She participates in speech. Leah's skills in the areas of humor and voice have provided her a leg up both in competition and with her teammates. She volunteered to lead weekly character workshops for teammates in, in the hopes of improving everybody's skills. Leah often led captain's practices in speech. It is an all-around valuable teammate and captain. So congrats to this week's most valuable teammate, Leah Prohl of Maple River. At least one more topic to go. Uh, thank, thank you for the sitting room-only crowd that came out <laughs> to hang out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Yay. As we said, it's a semi-capacity <laughs> semi <capacity> crowd. crowd. <laughs> uh, well, I just feel foolish bringing all the, uh, the security guards. I, yeah, I probably okay. shouldn't have done that. That's all right. They they stayed out in the truck. You're at Princeton, you're yeah. safe. Brianne's the strong arm of the law. <laughs> here. If there's trouble, we're going to duck Brianne. Good That's luck. right. <laughs> so to say my thank yous, uh, of course, thank you to Pizza Barn, thank you to TCO. Looking forward to doing the show out there May 21st. Follow John on Twitter at mshsl john uh, for more details. Uh, we'll be putting out on, on uh, social media and and bring some people out. It was a great. We we did one out in was it Stillwater? Yes, I missed it was that Stillwater. One. That's I had, right. Yeah, I wasn't there. That TCO in Stillwater. That was an absolute blast. They did a great job with it. Rand, uh, Ryan Shaver, you know, Randy's son, my friend, uh, helps organize these things. And they end up being just a blast. So come on out and check it out. Check out the new facilities. Obviously, they're very good at what they do. Thank you to Propane. Uh, we do recommend using Propane. And thank you to our producer, Brianne Burdett, uh, for not you know causing too much trouble here. Uh, so one topic we kind of visit on when we get together is... It always feels to me from talking to you, John, and from talking to you, Jody, is I don't think we need to worry too much about the future. You know, Heavens it's like no. when you spend time around high school kids, you feel a lot better about the state of the union. Uh, so I'm just opening that up as a general topic to, to say anything you, want, you guys want to about I that. tell that to people a lot, people who are concerned about the future. Oh, look at these kids these days. I said, follow, come with me. Let's go visit a school. Let's go to a game. Let's go talk to some kids. We're fine. These kids are smart. Get it. They know what's important. Certainly there are episodes we'd rather not have. That's going to happen because we're all humans. But, yeah, the kids are just, uh, I don't know if it's Minnesota schools. I don't know if it's Minnesota. I don't know what it is. But 
it's, it's just so gratifying to spend time with these kids, like these boys volleyball players who are, who are coming to this big momentous meeting. They want to see this happen. They want to celebrate. They could have started throwing stuff. They could have been booing and hissing. They just didn't make a peep, quietly left the room, super disappointed, but you know, their behavior could not have been more impressive. And that's, it's, it's easy to be on great behavior when things are great. But when times are tough, that, I think, tests people. And, and we see that all the time on the high school level. I know Jody does. She has a lot of high school kids who work here at the Pizza Barn. She's probably the best mentor they've ever had. And, and uh, yeah, it's just impressive. And, and like you, Jim, I spent a lot of time around professional athletes. And it's, it's, they're, they're all people. Some of them are fantastic individuals, just happen to be super talented. Some of them might have some issues, but everybody's different. But on the high school level, I, I can't imagine, you know, not doing this. And someday I won't. But right now, it's just it's the time of my life. And I'll say that, you know, as someone who covers professional athletes, I think we've seen a marked difference in recent generations where these guys, like I, I talked to Royce Lewis yesterday at the ballpark. And, you know, he played high school ball, went to play minor leagues. And usually when you used to first encounter somebody with that profile, they're pretty raw. You know, they were pretty, they they were afraid of the second deck. They were afraid of the bright bright lights. Took them a while to adapt. They weren't sure how to conduct an interview. It's amazing how polished these people are now. Royce Lewis could, he could, you know, he could run for office tomorrow and he could handle it, you know. And so so I I do think that there are some negatives, (laughs) plenty of negatives in our society, but I think one of the positives is, uh, if a kid's on the right path, they can really develop quickly because they have access to so many outlets if I'm putting it the right way. I think you are. I think you are. But Jody, I want your perspective on all that. Because you, you employ these people. I do. And it's so funny you should ask this, because just today we just hired a new full-time employee and we were chatting today when he was getting started and he asked me, well, how did you fare th- through the pandemic? And I said, our kids got us through this pandemic because all of a sudden they were shut down. They couldn't do their activities and their sports. And they're so used to going, you know, constantly they go to school all day long then they go to their activity they're traveling for their their activities and all of a sudden now they couldn't do that so they said jody can we work for sure yeah let's get let's get you working more you know and that's really the only thing they could do mom and dad were either you're either home or at school well can i work yep you could work and so you know we have to take our precautions but you know we're, we're dealing with the um pandemic hangover as you call it now but those kids have just carried us through not only the pandemic but I, I feel like we get the cream of the crop here, you know, because we, we hire good kids and their good friends follow. And I just couldn't be happier with the relationship I have with these kids and how hard they work for me and how much they care. And, you know, sometimes they're, they're young when they start. They're maybe 15, 16 years old. And you kind of got to guide them through the time management part of it. And, okay, if you want time off, this is how you get it. And, you know, it's just a response. And then you see them blossom. And by the time they're getting ready to leave their senior year and go off to school or do what, I, what they want to do, um, they've just grown. So you've seen this growth in them, you know, physically and the maturity level. And I just, I love it. That's one of my favorite parts of, of being an employer is getting to know all these and kids. I bet as they get older, they realize how lucky they are to have this experience. I love the you. fact that they can always remember my first job was at the pizza barn. And they, can, you know, to this day, they come back 
just walk in the back door. Hey, Jody, how are you? They're in their twenties, thirties, whatever. Oh, man. Or I used to work for your dad back sure. in, you know, 1994. So, you know, so it's just fun to hear the stories and see the people and, you know, they change over the years, but you know, we don't, we're always here. Our recipes are the same. You know, the people might come and go, but our family's here. So it's just nice to always have that gathering place for the people to come back, whether they worked here or they just were a customer. It's great. Speaking of recipes, let's talk about that as yet unnamed pizza of the month. Yes. I just had it and holy mackerel. Well, I'm going to be very careful here, as you know. Yes, yes. Let's be careful um, how we state this. This came from one of the first questions my son asked me when he came out of surgery about three weeks ago. I said, are you hungry? And he's like, can we stop at Cane's on the way home? (laughs) I said, okay, yes, we can stop at Cane's. And it dawned on me, my God, these kids love this Cane's, you know. And I've tried it before. It is very good. And I thought, gosh, that would be, because in my world, as I've told you both before, everything is a potential pizza topping, you know. So I thought, I wonder if I can try to replicate the sauce, because I do know it's a secret sauce. And so I think I did a pretty good job of Absolutely, you nailed it. it. You nailed yeah. it. Yeah. And then we just use our chicken strips and we, you know, dice them up. We throw them on, on the pizza and then we put a little cheese because you can't have a pizza without cheese, right? And uh, we, we, I wasn't sure what to call it. I mean, you can't call it the Cane's pizza. You know, I got to probably pay a fee for that or get sued. So um, we put, my favorite creative idea so far has been the barn raiser. You take the pizza barn. Raising Cane's, the barn raiser. Like so if that. anybody can come up with anything better than that, you know, shoot me a message. I don't know if message. you can beat that. That's pretty good. That is really that's good. That's hard to beat. Yes. So. I was thinking Cane and Abel, but that's a whole different. Yeah, that's a different vibe. Someone did suggest that, but <laughs> we'll be serving that the whole month of May. So as people are heading up north this summer, if they want to swing in, they can do a take and bake, or they can grab a pizza and eat it in the car. Or we're selling it out of the food truck this Friday night at the Princeton baseball game. There's softball and baseball side by side at the same time, so they can try a slice. We're just come drive up, drive over. Anybody has drive any down. questions, ask me. I will. Yes, you just have. I it. will put my hand on a Bible and tell you how great it is. And <laughs> and in future episodes, we'll be telling everybody about Pizza Barn's second food truck. The first one was such a great success, going all over the place. They're going to have a second one. So July first. John and I have future employment possibilities. That's right. <laughs> food truck driver. Yes. That would be Pit crew. That'd be that'd be good side benefits on that one. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, Jody, thanks for everything. We appreciate Absolutely. it. And thank yeah. you for thanks having for us out again. again. We appreciate it. We won't make it so long next time. Uh, you know, now that it's, it's a lot, it's more fun to come up here during the summer. We all kind of just, you know, hang out and watch people walking in, walking walking out. So we'll be back again soon. Uh, again, thanks to Brianne Burdett, our producer. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. And keep listening to Preps Day with John Millay. John will keep cranking the good stuff out.